everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're reading Joshua 6. And as a reminder, now is a great time to invite your friends to read along with you or with us. We just started Joshua, and it's not too late for new readers to join. Nearly every time I run into someone who's on the journey, they always mention that they're behind, and that's okay. Better to be behind and reading your Bible than behind and not reading anything. So if you're listening to this episode the day it's come out or years down the road, I'm glad you're here tracking along with us. And if you recently started Join the Journey, first, welcome. And I want to let you know that there are many ways to join. Obviously, there's today's podcast. Every day, Monday through Friday, we're tackling tough verses, key observations, and critical points of application. Every once in a while, we'll release a bonus episode on the weekend. But for the most part, we've got a new episode releasing every single weekday. Then, what you may not know is that Join the Journey also has content for kids. There's a reading plan for elementary-aged kiddos on the website, uh, just as you'd find devotionals for adults on the website. And every Friday, we release a podcast episode for kids ages 8 and under, but sometimes older siblings enjoy it too. And today, the junior episode is also covering the story of Jericho. So if you've got kids, make sure to check out the link in the description, head on over to the Journey Junior podcast, and you'll find resources to talk to your family about today's Bible reading. And lastly, you can find Join the Journey guided journals for both kids and adults on Amazon. Pretty soon, we'll be releasing volume two for the second half of this year's reading plan, for the second half of the historical narrative books, following the life of David and the kings that follow. But until then, we're in volume one, which we'll link in the episode description. That said, if you're following along in a Join the Journey journal, you know that today we're talking about verse 18, which reads... But you keep yourselves from the things devoted to destruction, lest when you have devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction and bring trouble upon it. What does this mean? What were the things devoted to destruction? One commentator puts it like this. Joshua had to command the people of Israel to stay away from the accursed things. By this, he means the idols and things associated with the demonic and depraved worship of the people of Canaan. The severe judgment that it brought against Jericho and all of Canaan didn't come just because they were in the way of God's people. It came because this was a people who were in total rebellion against God and in league with the occult, as the artifacts recovered from this period demonstrate. Okay, so what's the gist? These weren't your basic household items. These were items associated with demonic activity and the worship of pagan gods, maybe even Satan. God didn't command Israel to conquer Jericho just because he felt like it. There were injustices, idolatry, and outright evil works going down there, and God's justice necessitated he deal with it. Another commentator talks about the conquering of Jericho like this. God gave them rules they were to observe in taking possession of the land. God gives them the land and therefore, because he is sovereign, may direct it to what uses and intents and clog it with whatever provisions and limitations he thinks fit. It is given to them, given to Israel, to be devoted to God as the first and perhaps the worst of all the cities of Canaan. So what were God's instructions? How did he want the Israelites to deal with the city of Jericho once they took it? Look at verse 17. The city and all that is in it must be set apart for the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house will live because she hid the spies we sent. 
The commentator puts it like this. The city must be burnt and all the lives in it sacrificed without mercy to the justice of God. No life in it might be ransomed upon any terms. They must all surely be put to death. It's Leviticus 27, 29, if you want to cross-reference. And the commentator continues, God appoints from whom as creatures they had received their lives and to whom as sinners they had forfeited them. And who may dispute his sentence? Is God unrighteous who thus taketh vengeance? God forbid we should entertain such a thought. There was more of God seen in the taking of Jericho than of any other of the cities in Canaan. And therefore, that must be more than any other devoted to him. And the severe usage of the city would strike terror upon all the rest and melt their hearts yet more before Israel. Only though, when this severity is ordered, you know, destroy all the city, Rahab and her family are exempt. She shall live and all that are with her too. She had distinguished herself from her neighbors by the kindness she showed to Israel and therefore shall be distinguished from them by the speedy return of that kindness. The commentator continues with point two. All the treasure of it, all the treasure in Canaan, the money and plate and valuable goods must be consecrated to the service of the tabernacle and brought into the stock of dedicated things. The Jews say because the city was taken on the Sabbath day, thus God would be honored by the beautifying and enriching of his tabernacle. Thus preparation was made for the extraordinary expenses of his service. And thus the Israelites were taught not to set their hearts upon worldly wealth, nor to aim at heaping up abundance of it for themselves. God had promised them a land flowing with milk and honey, not a land abounding with silver and gold, for he would have them live comfortably in it that they might serve him cheerfully, but not covet either to trade with distant countries or to hoard for for later times. He would likewise have them to reckon themselves enriched in the enriching of the tabernacle and to think that that which was laid up in God's house is truly their honor and wealth as if it had been laid up in their own. Look at verse 18. It reads, but be careful when you are setting apart the riches for God. If you take any of it, then you will make the Israelite camp subject to annihilation and cause a disaster. The commentator continues with point three. A particular caution is given then for them to take heed of meddling with the forbidden spoil. For what was devoted to God, if they offered to appropriate it to their own use, would prove a curse to them. Therefore, verse 18 Be careful to keep yourselves from the accursed thing, the items devoted to destruction. You will find yourselves inclined to reach toward it, but check yourselves and frighten yourselves from having anything to do with it. It's almost as if the commentator says, God speaks as if he foresaw the sin of Achan, which we have an account of in the next chapter when he gives this reason for the caution. Lest you make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it as it proved that Achan did commentator concludes in the upcoming days we're going to learn what happens when israel fails to uphold this instruction but today we're simply left with a warning pay attention to what god says is best don't give in to temptation take every precaution to guard against the temptation to disobey be careful in today's devo 
Peyton wrote, as we look at the obedience of Joshua and his people, we're reminded that this is not a one and done action. It is a discipline that is developed through persistence, patience, surrender to God's will and trust in who our God is. We are called to live a life marked by obedience to God and his word at all times, no matter what he is inviting us to do. And as we go on this journey, we walk along with others, just as the priests and armed men did around the wall. We rejoice with each other in the destruction of evil that opposes God and shout with great joy and reverence of God's authority. So my question is to you, brothers and sisters, what is God calling you to obedience in today? And then Peyton leaves us with some questions. Number one, we witness here six days of repetitive obedience and increased repetition on day seven. Do you find yourself being obedient in the repetitive moments of life, moments of change, both, neither? In what ways can you practice daily obedience in both the repetition of life and the change? Number two, in what ways are you bringing community in to walk alongside you in obedience? And number three, we see a God who is faithful to fulfill his promises as his people walk in obedience. What promises have you seen God fulfill in the midst of your life when you're walking in obedience? I personally like that first question the most. In what ways can you practice daily obedience in the repetitive days of life and those that are marked with change? Because I think oftentimes, if I'm honest, when I'm experiencing change, even if it's just a break from the normal rhythms of life, like going on vacation and returning, it can be easy for me to use that change as justification as to why I've fallen behind in my Bible reading or why I'm not prioritizing my quiet time. But here, I think in this story, we're being challenged challenge to evaluate what we use to excuse our disobedience, the severity or the weightiness of the call to be obedient, regardless of the rhythms of life, whether it feels monotonous and like it's a, a routine that we do every day as we would brush our teeth or life is crazy. We're still called to the same obedience. It's a good challenge. And that's all we've got time for today. Thank you all for writing reviews and sharing the podcast to social media. And don't forget that today we'll be releasing a new episode of Join the Journey Junior as we do every single Friday in tandem with the adult plan. I pray it's a blessing to your family. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.